apply them to your lives. Uh, some topics are easier to apply, you know, when we want that comfort and peace. We're all about looking up verses on comfort and peace. And when someone's wronged us, we're not so quick to look up verses on forgiveness and bitterness and those other things. So uh, we, we've started several of our lessons with Ephesians 4.32. And be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. So we're supposed to be forgiving one another. That's a command. We're going to see that here in a moment. So let's uh, pray and get started. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for beautiful weather outside, bright, sunny uh, day we have. And thank you for those who've come into your house. We pray that we would get something for our hearts and that we wouldn't leave here today disappointed, but uh, you'd fill us spiritually. You said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. And Lord, we, we're all needy people. And so, Lord, we're thankful that you give us something to help us. Thank you for this study that you've uh, provided for us and uh, these truths from your word. Help us to apply them, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So we've uh, gone through several points already. We asked we ask some questions and answered them. What is forgiveness? Uh, how does God forgive? And we should forgive the same way. How do we forgive others? We took a whole lesson on that. And then um, am I... Another question, am I obligated to forgive someone who does not repent and ask for forgiveness? And the answer is yes. And how long do I forgive someone for the same thing? Just keep on doing it. And then we concluded last week with number six, point number six, is there a difference between forgiveness and, and uh, restitution or restoration or reconciliation? All of those words apply there. Uh, and yes, there is. And, and we looked into that. We forgive Sometimes those relationships aren't all healed, and we've extended forgiveness, but sometimes people don't repent, and that hinders um, not our kindness toward them. We should still be kind and loving. We've already seen that in passages uh, before, but some of that close fellowship is going to be hindered uh, until there's repentance, but we're still kind and loving, and all of that. So let's bring, that brings us to point number seven, and that is, what if we don't forgive someone? You say, well, we've covered all this, we know we're supposed to forgive, and all this, and, but you know, sometimes it's just hard to forgive, and I don't want to forgive, because you don't know what they did to me. I don't know what they did to you. I, they may have been really mean to you. You know, you don't know what they've said. You don't know what they said about me, said to me, did to me, whatever. Uh, and I just can't. I know God wants me to, but I just can't forgive. No, you just won't forgive. And make sure you get the difference there. You can. You just won't. And so there are several consequences if we refuse to forgive someone. And I think we, we would be... Uh, Wise to look at these. And as we'll see, uh, it's, it's extremely important that we learn to forgive and extend forgiveness. Uh, and if, if you're unforgiving, you sometimes, and you and I get this way, we think, well, I, you know, we're directing our anger toward that person. 
The one that hurts most is you and I, if we don't forgive somebody. It's going to affect your life. So let's consider how God looks at this idea of being unwilling to forgive someone. First thing we see is that it's disobedience. It's disobedience if we don't forgive. Because uh, in Luke 17, 4, it says, Thou shalt forgive him. Thou shalt. You know, it's right up there with, like, with the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt. <laughs> you will do this. And you say, well, I don't, I'm not going to. Well, now you're in disobedience to God. What happens when children disobey their parents? Well, what's supposed to happen is they're going to be uh, in trouble. And that's what happens with us. We are in trouble with the Lord. Uh, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 2, verse 7, talks about that. Uh, we'll see this passage again later. But uh, that, that man who had sinned in the church... He repented, and the people weren't willing to extend forgiveness. And so what did God say? Ye ought rather to forgive him. So you need to forgive him. And in Mark eleven twenty five says, And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have ought against any. So when you stand praying, forgive. Not a suggestion. It's a command. So it's a clear command in Scripture, and we we started out there in Ephesians 4, uh, 32. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. It's a command. But they didn't treat me right. They ignored me. They did this. They did that. We're commanded to forgive. And when we do, it helps us. Because when we don't forgive, we're all eaten up inside, and we'll see some more of these... uh, Results if we don't forgive other people. Uh, So it doesn't matter if we want to forgive someone or not. We just need to do it. Because when we don't, we're living in disobedience. So first of all, it's disobedience. Secondly, it brings defilement. And in uh, Mark 11, 25 and 26, we've got uh, two verses there. It says, And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your father, now this is important, that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Do you want God to forgive you? I need God's forgiveness. I'm glad when I repented of my sin and received Jesus Christ as my Savior, all my sins were forgiven. I get to go to heaven. Uh, what we're talking about here now is the, the, the Christian walk, the daily life. These things come into my life and come into your life. People offend us. People hurt us. And we get upset. We get angry. We get sad. We have all these different feelings. And we need to learn to forgive them. Failing to forgive them is not, doesn't mean at this point that you lose your salvation and now when you die you're going to go to hell. No. My eternity is settled because I've received Christ as my Savior. But my fellowship with the Lord is going to be hindered because there's something between me and the Savior, right? We, we sing that song, nothing between my soul and the Savior. So as a Christian, if I'm living in known sin, then that's going to hinder my fellowship. And I need to be willing to forgive others if I want God to forgive me. 
So he says, if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. So it's clear, if we want God to forgive us, give us we must forgive others. And if, if you and I feel distant from God, it could be that our fellowship is broken because we're not willing to forgive someone else. Um, if, First John chapter 4, I was thinking of this and, and penned this passage in here. First John chapter 4 verse 20. It says, if a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. You say, well, but we're not talking about hatred here. We're talking about just not forgiving somebody. <laughs> when we don't forgive somebody, we are actually hating them. Okay? So if a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? So our relationship with God is not going to be what it should be if our relationship with our brothers and sisters in Christ is not what it should be. But I just can't stand that person. You think of, you know, college students. But my roommate. Yeah, your roommate. They probably say the same thing about you. Uh, we all have people sometimes that rub us the wrong way. But we've got to learn to forgive. And when we have odd against other people, then real, how, how can we hate someone who God loves? How can we be unforgiving towards someone that God wants to forgive? And so it's going to defile our life. It's going to hinder our relationship with the Lord. So you say, but I'm just not going to forgive. Well, then you and I can choose to do that and we can choose to be at odds with God the rest of our lives and be fighting against him and have a sour attitude and it's not going to go well for us so what if we don't forgive someone well it's disobedience it brings defilement a third result is that it leaves you defenseless it leaves you defenseless second corinthians if you would uh go go to second corinthians chapter 2 Again, this is the passage where that man sinned, he repented, they didn't want to forgive him, and Paul said, you need to forgive him. And so he even gives them a warning of what happens if they don't extend that forgiveness that they should. So we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, look at verses 10 and 11 with me. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also, for if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, For your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ. So we forgive in the person of Christ. We forgive because of the ability that Christ gives us to do that. So we're not just doing it all on our own. We're asking God to help us forgive people. But this next verse is important. Lest, meaning, so we need to forgive. That's, That's verse 10. Verse 11, lest, meaning if you don't forgive, lest Satan should get an advantage of us For we are not ignorant of his devices. So the devil gets an advantage over us when we are not forgiving other people. Do you want the devil to have an advantage over you? I don't want the devil to have an advantage over me. When I'm close to the Lord, I'm victorious. But when I am not forgiving, when you're not forgiving then he's got the upper hand. And we give him that upper hand when we don't practice forgiveness. Yeah. 
So the devil can really hinder our lives and ruin a lot of things. And it says there at the end of verse 11, we are not ignorant of his devices. This is one of the devices that the devil uses in the hearts and minds and lives of Christians. He likes to help uh, rehearse those hurts and those offenses and gets us uh, against other people and harbor hard feelings. So he loves stirring up the pot that way, and that's one of his devices. And when you find yourself getting that angst towards someone, just remember, uh, this is the device of the devil. He's at work trying to hinder my walk with God and trying to hurt me. And I need to do what God said and forgive, lest Satan should get an advantage. I don't think we want to be defenseless. We want to be armed and and empowered by the Lord. So that brings us to the fourth thing, moving right along here. It makes you disturb, or we could say it's disturbing. So if we don't forgive, it will disturb our souls. So once the devil gets this advantage over us, it affects our lives, not just the people that we're angry at. So when you fail to forgive, you'll develop a bad attitude. And that'll come out in at least two more sins that we'll look at here. The first one is bitterness. It's kind of hard to separate unforgiveness from bitterness. Because when the whole idea of Forgiveness is to send away the offense. The idea of bitterness is that you're dwelling on it and focusing on it and you're rehearsing the problem over and over and over again. Hebrews chapter number 12, verses 14 and 15 says, Follow peace with all men. That includes our enemies, those people who have wronged us, those people that we don't like. So we're supposed to follow peace with all men and holiness. That means we treat them the right way. Without which no man shall see the Lord. Okay, people aren't going to see the Lord in our lives if we're acting just as bad as the people who've harmed us or wronged us. Looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. See, that root of bitterness troubles you and I. And thereby, many be defiled. So if you and I don't forgive and we hold resentment, the result will be bitterness. It's going to hurt us and many people will be defiled. It'll trouble you. So who is that person you're bitter at? And that's the interesting thing too. Sometimes you can see someone's got, they're dealing with bitterness and you approach them about it and say, man, I just think you're, you're bitter at this person. Yeah, I've been bitter at them. And it's like they feel if they at least admit it that that's, they're okay now. That's a badge of honor that I admitted. Yeah, I'm bitter at them. They were, they were wrong to me. I forgive them. You don't sound like you forgave them. <laughs> and so it, it's bitterness is, wow, it's deep-rooted sometimes and we've got to really work on this. It's, 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 it's where we live, isn't it? It's a matter of the heart, and it's tough, and we've got to keep working on it. And one way we keep working on it is don't continue to rehearse those offenses. 
Easy to do, right? You and, you and I, we, we feel sorry for ourselves sometimes. Yeah, but they did this, and they said this, and they looked at me this way, and this, and we just, we rehearse it. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> Send the offense away. It's easy to park there, but it only hurts us. So, uh, it'll disturb you. It dis- disturbs because it leads to bitterness. That's one of those other sins that it'll lead to. But the other one, if you would turn with me to Romans chapter 12, not just bitterness, but another one, and that's called revenge. Revenge. Romans chapter 12, I think in your handout I have verse 19 down there, but I'm going to read actually a few verses. I'm going to read 17 through 21. That's why I asked you to turn there. It says, Recompense to no man evil for evil. And that's what we want to do. You, hit, you, you hurt me, I hurt you back. You gossip about me, I'll gossip back. You stab me in the back, I'll stab you back. That's how we live naturally. And he says, Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So failing to forgive often leads to this idea of revenge. And it's, it's hard to forgive uh, because we naturally just want to get back at people. So, and by the way, you know, I was reading these verses, you say, well, what if, you know, I'm out with my family and someone attacks me, or I'm in my house and someone comes and attacks me. We're not talking about getting revenge, okay? If you're in your home and someone attacks you, uh, that's self-defense. This is not, that's not revenge, okay? Don't come in my house because I'm not going to take revenge, I'll just take you out. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully not. Hopefully you won't come into my house, right? Uh, Anyway. But the, but the point is, you're, you're, we're not to, to, you know, have all these bitter, angry feelings toward people and just plot and plan on how we can get back at them. Uh, it's just not um, how God said to do it. We're supposed to let him take revenge. Okay, so it makes you disturb. So it's disturbing. That's if you have your outline, that's letter D. The next one is it, ooh, yeah, this is, a, this is a tough one. It brings discipline. It brings discipline. So if we don't forgive as God forgave us, then we're in disobedience, and because we're living in disobedience, and if he's your heavenly father, if you're saved and you're a Christian, he's your heavenly father, you will be judged and, and uh, disciplined. You'll be chastened for it. There's a verse, uh, I don't think I put it in your handout, but it's very important. Uh, James chapter number 2, verse number 13. This is a very convicting verse. 
James chapter 2, verse 13. And it, it's, easy, it's one of those ones that's easy to gloss over. But it says, for he shall have judgment without mercy. Now, when I'm judged, I want, to have, I want God to be merciful to me, right? But he said, here's how you can be judged without God having mercy on you. Okay, so he shall have judgment without mercy that has showed no mercy. So if I'm not willing to show mercy which is part of extending to forgiveness to people. If I'm not willing to forgive others and show mercy, when I'm in trouble, I can be judged without mercy. Now, I'm selfish enough that I don't want to have mercy, so maybe I'll just go ahead and work on showing a little bit of mercy. It's motivation, isn't it? I mean, otherwise God wouldn't have put it in the book. Um, he shall have judgment without mercy that has showed no mercy. So let's show some mercy. Let's show some forgiveness and stop hanging on to and harboring those, those ill feelings towards others. Then a classic passage, if you'd want to turn there, is Matthew chapter 18, uh, verses 32 through 35. Uh, Here's the passage. This man was forgiven much, and then he was uh, he decided that he wasn't uh, going to extend the same forgiveness to other people. So he kind of took matters in his own hands, and he went out after a guy that uh, didn't owe him as much. So he had owed a bunch. He was forgiven all of it, and then someone owed him just a little bit, and he went after him and put his hands on his throat and said, pay me what you owe me, man, right now. And he didn't treat the man right. And so we've got this, uh, this, this account here in the scripture. And so in verse 18, it says, Then his Lord, after that he had called him, this is, so this is the man who forgave this other guy, he said unto, them, unto him, O oh, thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, which was a huge amount, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my father also do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses." So as the man in the parable was punished for not showing forgiveness, uh, so uh, will God punish the child of God. So, but this is not referring to losing your salvation. Okay, this is not. That's not what this passage is talking about. You don't lose your all your forgiveness that God forgave you. And now you're going to go to hell because you failed to forgive someone. If you've trusted Jesus Christ. Right, We have salvation, we have eternal life, and, it, and we're passed from death unto life. We have that now. But what it means is that we'll be chastened for not showing the same love and forgiveness to others that God has shown to us. That's what it's talking about. And the phrase at the end there, verse 35, it says, everyone his brother there trespasses. So there should be no fellow Christian that we 
harbor such ill feelings towards that we won't forgive them. We're supposed to do that for forgive everyone his brother their trespasses. So people are going to offend us, but it's our job to uh, handle it as Christ told us to, and that's to forgive them. And, and you and your for, for offenders will be a whole lot better off. Now let me run through quickly. Last point, number eight, so we can be say we finished. Uh, last question, and we'll try to give the answer quickly. What good can forgiveness do in the life of someone? Well, think about your own life. What good does it do for you? Uh, how, how has it helped you when you're forgiven? Is, isn't there a tremendous relief that you get when you know you're forgiven by God? Uh, you know, you hear a sermon, you, God convicts you, you walk down the aisle and you kneel and you're praying to the Lord and you're just... You've got that great sense of peace when you get up and walk back to your seat. Man, I, I, I got forgiveness from the Lord. So when we forgive others, it can also be a blessing to their lives. And, and don't have this feeling, well, I don't want to be a blessing to them. <laughs> no, we, we're supposed to try to be a blessing to people. Because we want them to change, don't we? We want them to stop being the bad person and be the good person. And this can help fix our relationships. So... I'll give you three quick thoughts. First of all, forgiveness creates love. It creates love. Luke 7, 47. Wherefore I say unto you, her sins, talking about the woman who had done much, which are many, her sins were many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. Little was forgiven, Little love was given back. Much was forgiven. Much love was given back. Uh, that's why the woman loved much is because she was forgiven much. So if you want to create an opportunity uh, for someone to love you more, forgive them. No, it's their, per- their, their personal decision if they're going to reciprocate that love. But we know, why do we love God? We love him because he, what? First loved us. And so try that in your home. Your husband and wife at odds with each other? Go and uh, show some forgiveness. And create that opportunity for love to be rekindled. It will really help. And then forgiveness also brings happiness. Romans 4, 7 uh, blessed are, those, are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. That word blessed means happy. So we see that people who are forgiven can be happy people. All right. Now you can forgive someone. They might not have repented. They're not going to necessarily be happy until they, re- they repent. But if they do repent and you forgive them, then there's even, it's even a greater opportunity. But when we forgive, try that again with your kids. Show them that you forgive them and uh, reassure them of their forgiveness. Say, listen, I forgive you for what you've done here. And wow, they can be relieved. They can be happy. Don't you want your children happy? Don't you want your marriage to be happy, your mate to be happy? So practice this idea of forgiveness. It creates love. It uh, brings happiness. And then also it brings comfort. 2 Corinthians 2, verses 6 through 8. We'll go back to that passage there where the man in the church sinned. They didn't want to forgive him. And he's, Paul said, forgive him. Anyway, 
He says, sufficient to such a man is the punishment which was inflicted of many. You, you know, you, you church disciplined him, so now he's repented. That's enough. That's enough. Stop it. He says, so contrarywise, ye ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such an one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Now, you'll be guilty of them being overly sorrowful if you don't forgive the person who's repented. Wherefore, I beseech you that ye would confirm your love toward him. Now, how do you confirm your love toward them? By comforting them. You say, but they did something to me. Well, you're doing something to them by not forgiving them. So restore that fellowship when they've repented. And when a person truly repents, I'll tell you, uh, and they're assured of forgiveness, uh, they'll be relieved. But when they've repented and you don't forgive them, say in a marriage with your children, and you don't forgive them, they'll be depressed. They'll be very discouraged and they'll have a hard time living. So forgiveness brings reassurance, peace, comfort, and it's a, it's, a, it's a tall order, but through God's help, we can do it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the instruction your word gives us. We ask that you would uh, give us a good service to follow, be with our pastor as he presents your word, and uh, help us, Lord, in these difficult days and relationships that sometimes falter because of sin against us and our lack of forgiveness toward others. Lord, I pray that you'd be glorified as we, by your grace, put these principles to practice. We ask in Christ's name. Amen. Okay. Dismissed.